Welcome, Paradoxers, to Chapter 10 Recap of Time Paradox Ghost Rider. Itsuki Aino is the title. Alright, so in the last chapter, Sasaki is attempting to write White Knight on his own, and Itsuki Aino just received a notification that she's getting her own series, and she said goodbye to Sasaki. And that's where we begin this chapter, with a flashback, actually where we get to know the beginnings of Itsuki Aino. Apparently, when she was a child, she used to go to a park every day and she encountered a man who had, who was trying to sell Shonen Jumps and he had all the volumes. And he befriended her and allowed her to read them at the park every day. Not suspicious at all. We will be getting into this much deeper later on, but she has a little bit of relationship with the old dude and it's revealed that uh, this is the beginnings of her wanting to be a manga. This is where the love was stoked for uh, the comics. And so here she is eventually coming to the end of the relationship where she is growing into her things as a manga and he decides to leave the park. And weirdly enough, he leaves all the manga for her even though he was there to sell it. Leaves her with a robot similar to the robot that we have seen all this time that talks to Sasaki. And he leaves a note saying, you know, the same thing. Leaving the collection, the toy is meaningful. And that leads off into Itsuki's professional path where she starts off young and there's a beautiful chapter where they show her where the part in her hair gradually drifts until it's Sanji-like and covers one eye and of course you see the progression over the time of her sailor suit and on to pajamas and grade school uniforms and all that. Moving on, we finally get to the point where the series began in chapter one where she has a version of White Knight and soon after that she discovers that uh, it is published in Jump by Sasaki. So we finally get to see from her point of view what it was like and that she was indeed spirit breaking. But she decided to do something positive with it and she actually joined Sasaki as of these last like seven chapters as an assistant. And now we are here. We are in the part where she is working on her own series, Anima, and the editor, Munioka, lets her know that she's been number one in the surveys. So she has surpassed Sasaki and White Knight. And not only that, time has passed yet again in the series. So 30 straight weeks at number one. So 30 straight weeks is uh, almost a year, like eight months, right? And we see her kind of get into a uh, destructive path just like Sasaki did when he was becoming obsessed doing the best he can and so here we see Itsuki do the same thing um, she tells Monioka that the assistants are not coming anymore she's uh, doing all the drawing herself to up the quality and Munioka is obviously concerned but he can't stop her from doing it if she's returning all the art on time uh, and finally we are getting into the 
the kicker in this story. She is actually losing herself after 30 weeks of being number one. Uh, we start to touch on the philosophy of the manga creation that they started to talk about in chapter three when she assaulted Sasaki in the street. And so we go back to the to the to the past where it's revealed that the reason why she started is because she needed manga uh, as the as the old gentleman who we don't know who is says manga is nonsense to some people but there are some people that need such nonsensical stories and that's how he hooks her into it and then the last page very dramatic star falling from the sky uh, falling star and we see of course Itsuki collapsed uh, obviously I don't think she's dead but it's very sad to see her hair clip fall on the floor very dramatic to ha also have the ink spilled right near her guts and wearing the same dress she has for apparently 30 straight weeks okay what a crazy chapter I'm gonna start getting into notes right now and what a doozy we have so I think the first thing that we get we need to talk about is the old man the old man is who is this dude I mean I'm on Twitter today after the the manga released and everyone is thinking is that to pay and that was my in initial thought too obviously with a time travel manga we are starting to get a little bit crazy with our conspiracy theories and I'm not sure if it is him but it is very suspicious I mean just think about what is happening there he has all the copies of jump he's at the park where she hangs out he actually makes uh, a, a comment saying like is this your normal place where you hang out uh, I'm, I'll move if I am bothering you so it's obviously he like he knows she's there uh, and then he's there every day right I mean do you have better things to do than come to a park every day and let a little girl read manga and I think it's very suspicious uh, and some of the things that he says is like uh, when she's reading one of the the chapters you see it actually has Mariah the robot right she says yeah I love this one and he says thank you so that, so that implies that that was his story and another interesting thing is he acts surprised when she says she wants to be a mangaka which I think is weird so if he had like a motive from the future I mean would he be surprised or is that uh, a look of satisfaction I'm not quite sure so those are my notes for the old man I actually don't know who it is he obviously doesn't have a mullet Tepe's character design is vague enough where it doesn't look exactly like him I mean if you look at this the chin structure the facial hair that's not stuff that Tepe has right now the eyeglasses nothing uh, it could be like anyone as of what I'm looking at right now uh, so to speak about the robot now the robot is really interesting so the robot is pictured in the manga that Itsuki said that she loved right and so if we go back to chapter one that there is an offhand comment when uh, Sasaki graduates from high school and is given the robot I think that they refer to the robot as being from a manga series called Mirai, the robot from the future. And so that's the connection. It could be like a toy based off of the manga that she's reading. 
And I did confirm that the it's the same robot that Tepe has. Uh, it has the MI characters on the top of it. And I mean, it looks the same. So this is something that uh, I think they're gonna try to pay off. And my prediction is that they brought up Sasaki's uh, mentor, the vitamin manga guy, the manga, the vitamin manga gag guy. So I think that maybe he is the one who created Mirai the robot from the future in some way, or I don't know, but maybe he has something to do with that. But anyway, they don't really, it's very confusing what the robot means, because if it's a toy, it's very different from being a time travel device and they're setting up the connections. As far as I know, Tepe Sasaki doesn't have a connection to the robot other than someone just gave it to him. It doesn't mean anything to him. And currently the robot is speaking to him, uh, which is interesting, but I'm not quite sure what the connection is. Maybe I need to marinate on this further. And the last thing I will talk about is how the philosophy of uh, the manga creation process has changed or has not changed. So I thought it was fairly interesting like they're talking about Manga being a transparent masterpiece. I'm not sure I believe that uh, they do talk about it in the Chapter 3 when Itsuki and uh, Sasaki meet and fight they they are pretty consistent with the messaging of they are trying to create a manga that entertains all humanity and you know they don't have much to say internally uh, but that's different than what I think is commonly accepted in in modern manga making the in Bakuman and in this series and through manga kind interviews they always say you know what is your voice uh, going back to chapter one that's what the editor tells Sasaki so I wonder if they're setting this up so that everyone in the all the creators in this manga, Itsuki and Tepei Sasaki are going to learn a lesson from it? I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but the philosophy part which they're bringing up again uh, seems to me like they're foreshadowing something. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I do want to say that I made a Twitter post on Saturday uh, trying to figure out if Time Paradox Ghostwriter is doing okay or not. You can just read that post. I mean, just to break it down for you, I think it's way too early. The volume is coming out on August 4th in Japan, so that's actually some numbers that we can track. And of course, if they make it another 50 chapters or so, maybe we can get anime, and that will be proof that it will be uh, performing quite well. It's way too early. We're literally in chapter one, so I don't really have a comment uh, on how well the series is doing. Although it is quite alarming how quickly it time skips, but I'm just curious if that's just the nature of a sci-fi uh, genre instead of it thinking of it as like a Bakuman uh, process manga. All right, that's it. Check me out on Twitter at ParadoxTweeter and see you guys next week for chapter 11.